0: Hey everyone, I'm Lauren and I'm Lindsay and this is Swearing Swearing. Mamas. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that never gets old. All
1: right, so welcome back everyone. Thanks for listening in today. Uh, Today we are covering the concept of carrying the mental load, which um, I'll go ahead and, like, explain a little bit for anyone who doesn't know what that means. Um, So, basically, there's a really great uh, cartoon. I sent this to you, Lindsay, right? Yes. Um, If you guys just Google carrying the mental load, that will pop up, like, right at the top of Google. Um, But... I'm not going to read it to you guys because it's it would be weird. Anyway, <laughs> basically, it just um, it's just the it's just the idea um, that you and this is typically the mom or wife in the relationship. Um, that's what has been observed, but I'm I'm not going to exclude that. Maybe there are some men out there who carry the mental load, but the concept is that. The person doing it is always the one remembering, is always the one noticing, um, the one remembering to book a or uh, schedule a doctor's appointment, the one remembering that it's time to, you know, uh, do some sort of like periodic household chore that's not like a daily thing, the one remembering, um, you know, that like maybe a permission slip needs to be signed, like all of those things that are not normal everyday things and then also noticing like maybe there's something around the house that has gotten dusty or dirty that needs to be cleaned um the other person in the relationship might not even notice that so the burden of the mental load falls on this primary person who for this episode we're just going to go ahead and say it's the mom it usually is um you know so um so yeah that's that's kind of what it means um and we'll go into a couple of different um ways that it branches out in, into our lives, but I was thinking first, we could go ahead and talk about um how it directly affects the relationship uh between the the spouses so Lindsay, did you want to go ahead and tell us about how your your experiences are with carrying the mental
0: load? Sure, so um like you said um. My husband is a huge, uh, not fan because this isn't a fan thing. <laughs> he is a huge, uh, not I don't even know where I'm trying to look as. Anyways, he will you know put dishes in the sink, and they will sit in the sink until I do them. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> I you you could help because you know. And then it's like, if I'm doing the dishes and Tim needs something, I'm like, Hey, can you help Tim with this? And he will like, yeah, in a minute. And I'm like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Can you help Tim with this? Yeah. In a minute. And then sometimes I'll get done the dishes and then I'll do it because it still hasn't been done. Or like right now we're potty training Tim. So Tim says, and you use the bathroom, which doesn't, we're really not to that point yet in potty training, but he does say it sometimes. And he'll be like, daddy, I need to use potty. And Drew's like, okay, one second. And I'm like, no, 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 no. When he is telling you he needs to use the bathroom, you need to drop everything right then and there and you need to go now. Now. <laughs> Put the game down. Go. So then, Oh, the
1: game. <laughs> See, he's yeah. playing video games during this sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes oh, I relate, <laughs> uh,
0: you know. So then it's, it does cause like issues because then, because I mean, women tend to hold things. So then it's like, I'm just like, I get resentful because I'm like, you don't help me with the dishes, you don't help me with Tim. And it's like, I have to do everything while you're just sitting there. Like, come on, dude. So it does cause issues in relationships, especially with when a baby is added. But even when a baby's not there, like sometimes there's issues. Thankfully, we didn't have that before because we lived with each other before. And we had a roommate who, if she's listening, sorry, I hope. Um, who <laughs> would do the dishes thing. And I'm like, the dishwasher is right beside the sink. Just put them in there. So it was like I didn't have any issues with Drew at the time because they were with Hope at the time. And then when Hope moved out, then Drew became the new, the new new. <laughs> <laughs> um, so
1: I have a question about that. When he is not doing things or when he's not doing things with urgency, Have you figured out why, or have you asked him why, or do you know why?
0: Um, Usually because it just doesn't seem, like, important at the time for him. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah. It's like, oh, like, yeah, Tim needs a drink. That can wait, you know? So it's like, oh, he doesn't need it right this second, so I can finish this whatever it is I'm doing and then do it. But then it's like, he'll forget because him and I are both very forgetful. So it's like, well, now you forgot and we're still here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I have the same
1: experience with Seth. It's not, and I think this is usually the case with a man in the relationship. It's not that they're lazy. It's not that they don't want to help, but that they just don't get it. And I think that it comes from a couple of different reasons. Like, firstly. I don't think men are generally as self-aware as women uh, because men are just not raised to constantly analyze themselves the way that women do. And um, so, you know, they might not realize (laughs) things about themselves or as well as things about their environment. And then I think also it comes from being the primary caretaker. Uh, It's part instinct and then also part like, you know, We stayed home. Both of us have stayed home with our kids for a period of time. So we just know them better. Um, We'll always know them a little bit better than the husband, I think. And that's just, I think that partly starts in the womb, but also just those first few months. So you might know, and I'm I'm not saying this is true, but I'm just going to like make it up. But you might know that the juice cup situation, if you don't get it right then, he's going to scream or throw a fit. And if that were, and Drew might not know that. He just might not understand that. And then another thing, he might know that, but because he doesn't have to deal with it as often as you, it might not seem like a big deal. And I find that with Seth too. Like if Oliver is screaming and throwing a fit, it's a lot of a bigger deal to me than it is to Seth because that's stressful to me. I've had to hear it all week long and yes. I, just, I, don't, I don't want it.
0: I'd rather not. And that's like another thing, like you're not at this stage yet, but Tim, he will, he, when he, it's just him and I, He's rotten. He doesn't listen to me sometimes. Like he fights me on everything. Um, example yesterday, he, I drew has off on Fridays. So, um, I gave drew, drew was going grocery shopping. So I was like, I'll take Tim to daycare. You go grocery shopping and then pick him up when you're done. He was like, okay. So I'm getting Tim ready in the morning and Tim is just not like he was whiny, he didn't want to go. He like and he ended up waking Drew up cuz he was just causing such a, a a tiff. And so then Drew's like, "Do you just want him to stay home with me?" So then I was like, "Tim, do you want to go to daycare or do you want to stay home with Daddy?" And he chose to stay home with Daddy. Still whiny, still everything. So I take him upstairs, I put him in bed with Drew, and I'm like, "All right, well, I got to go to work." Still whiny and all that stuff. So then I leave and like, I get to work, I settle in at work and I text her and I'm like, so how's Tim? And he's like, he's fine. Just like, he's always fine. And like, even Drew has noticed, like he will be an angel with Drew all day. And then once I walk in the door, it is like a flip switches and he just becomes the way he is around me. And Drew's like, he was not like this all day. I hear that all the time. And I'm just like, well, now you see what, this is what, this is the child I deal with all the time. (laughs) So help me out.
1: (laughs) Yes. um, I actually read something that relates to this. And it's questioning why are kids worse around their mothers. And it says, because you, mama, are their safe place. You are the place they come to with all their problems. If you can't make something better, well, then who else can? You, dear mama, are garbage disposal of unpleasant feelings and emotion. If a child's been holding it together all day in an unpleasant situation, the second they see you, they know it's time they can finally let go. That means letting go of whatever, whining, crying, their bowels, etc. It's the last thing you want to deal with after having been out enjoying yourself or coming home tired from a day at work, but that's what we as mothers get, the uninhibited expression of a raw emotional release, slapping us in the face the second we stumble through the door. <laughs>
0: And that is so true.
1: I love that by the way. I think it's called the reason children are eight hundred percent worse when their mothers are in the room. <laughs> if you if yeah. anyone wants to Google and read that. But yeah, so so I totally. I mean the dad just doesn't get that picture. The dad will probably will never get that picture because it's a different relationship. But not that it's not as good or as special or important. It's just it's different. Yeah. So if you and drew found any i don't know common ground or do you talk about it or how's that go
0: um really it's i drew and i were not really big talkers of our feelings (laughs) and i know that's terrible it's something we definitely need to work on um we usually are the tend to like bottle it up and then explode at some point um so no we really don't talk about it But it usually, like, I've been trying to do more self-care for myself. So, like, if that's me being like, hey, I'm taking a bath. Like, you need to watch Tim for the next 30 minutes because I'm going to take a bath and do not let him come bother me. (laughs) Or, like, you know, just going out, doing something. We started going to trivia, which is nice because it's, like, Drew doesn't really participate in the trivia, so it's like my escape kind of thing. So, I mean, we do stuff like that, but it's just nothing really is done about the house stuff.
1: <laughs> gotcha. Um well, for us, um it's pretty similar to the things you said. We pretty much have the exact same experiences what you said. Um and that is also not one to talk about his feelings but I am like the exact opposite like I want to talk about everything all the time constantly um so he knows how I feel um and it pretty much I've explained everything in fact even this topic of this podcast I have I sent him I got the idea about talking about this because of a couple of articles I've read I even have sent them to him um And not very much has really changed. Um, So I don't even know if it's really helped to talk about it. Because if anything, it might even make me more frustrated with him. Um, But at the same time, every once in a while, like yesterday, he did a bunch of stuff. Uh, Not everything he said he was going to do. Not everything I needed him to do. (laughs) <laughs> he did, he did do some things, um, you know, around the house without me needing to, you know, point anything out. So I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe it helps to talk. Maybe, maybe it hasn't because, like I said, then when the thing is done again, I just get frustrated. Like certain things, just stupid little things, can make me like so angry now. Like a hanger yeah. being in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> so oh my god. I'm like it no. just feels disrespectful, like I've told you so many times, just do it, but they i their brains just they
0: don't think about it no and I mean it, like drew i will i will come to drew's defense he he has mild like o c d so like he does he does the vacuuming in our house because that's just not something that we really don't have a lot of carpet, so I just. I don't worry about that. Like there's other things that I need to worry about and I don't have a baby that's crawling. So I don't have a child like constantly, you know what I mean? So Drew's the one he usually vacuums like once or twice a week. So he does that and he does the laundry. But even with the laundry, sometimes I'm like he will do his clothes first because he needs his clothes like for the next day. So let's say he used all his work clothes. So he needs them. So he'll do a load of literally all his work clothes. And then it's the end of the day. And like last week, there was one day where I walked in my closet and I was like, I literally have nothing to wear. Like none of my clothes are done. And then I went in Tim's room and he didn't have any like underwear. And I was like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So then I was just like upset about that. But uh, I do mainly like cooking and that kind of cleaning. And it's still like, just help me. Help me out, please. Cause after I cook and I don't really cook easy meals. So it's like after I cook like this meal that causes like uses a lot of stuff and takes a long time, like the last thing I want to do is clean. I just made you dinner. <laughs> help me out.
1: <laughs> right. Um I one thing I've started doing is I make to-do lists and I leave them out where they can be seen. So there's – I've told him this and, I mean, again, occasionally it helps. Usually it doesn't. But whenever he says something like, I didn't know that needed to be done or I don't – what do you need to be done? I'll say to him, like, there's no excuse anymore because everything that needs to be done over the course of the next, like, month because that's how much housework needs to be done right now and how much
0: things (laughs) in our lives (laughs)
1: need to be done – everything is written on that piece of paper that sits in the same place all the time. Um, so that also just helps me to clear my brain out. But I also just recently downloaded this app called Our Home. Um, he hasn't, I don't think he's downloaded it yet. So we haven't started using it together. I just got it like yesterday. Um, but so far it looks really cool. Um, I haven't gotten to play around as much as I want, but I believe what you can do I'm now is, downloading. <laughs> you, you can put any to-dos that need to be done, the chores. You can put a grocery list, and you can put appointments and events and stuff on, like, a calendar. Um, so I'm hoping that maybe that will help maybe having it on the phone because you're we're always looking at our phones, you know, maybe yeah. that will strike him more than a piece of paper. Um. But I don't know. I think this is just like a challenge that's always a challenge for everyone. And um, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think there are ways you can make it worse, <laughs> but I, so far it's like I haven't found anything to make it much better. Because um, like I said, I just that's how their brains work, and that sucks. But you know, if you're if you're the spouse in the relationship, whether you're a man or you know maybe if you are um in a same-sex relationship and you're not the person that is the primary caretaker um you just have to make yourself mindful that's what you have to do you have to step outside and that's the thing i don't fault seth for not noticing things but what i fault him for is for not making the choice to stop and look around him and see what needs to be done or to ask me hey when is oliver's next doctor's appointment or you know things of that nature like if you don't notice, you have to make a choice to try.
0: Yeah. I'm just now um, downloading
1: the fact. <laughs> <laughs> it looks really cool. Like I said, I haven't used it with him yet, but I think it's going to be helpful. Um, okay. So the next thing I wanted to talk about is carrying the mental load, how it affects not your spousal relationship, but your parental relationship or your how great you're doing at parenting <laughs> um for me it makes me less mindful I think and less present um when I am so busy having to think about a million things and I've got to write things down I've got to send a text and I've got to make a phone call and all that like when I'm doing those things I'm not playing with my child I'm not reading him a book I'm not you know there and I don't think that he's, like, deprived of my attention, Um, so I think it's okay, Um, but sometimes I wish that I could lighten this load for that reason. What about you?
0: I agree, and it's like uh, Drew actually said the other day, we were all sitting on the couch, and... um, I was on my phone, Drew was on his phone, and Tim was on his iPad. And Drew looked and he goes, we live such boring lives. Like, look at us. And I'm like, okay, but it's like 7.30 and this is my first time sitting down since I've been home. Like, I this is my way of relaxing and I just want to, like, you know, catch up on my social media and then that brings a whole nother." issue that I've been thinking about. And I'm just like, I just, this is my way of relaxing. Just let me, let me do this. (laughs) I'm like, TV was off. It's not like we were like, I was just like, just let me, let me do this. (laughs) Um, and then that just brings up social media that I just get in these like certain ways where I, I don't even want it anymore. Like I just don't want social media. Cause it's like, you see, like there's posts going around on social media, like, oh, back in the day, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, like I saw one the other day, it was like, people didn't cheat on their wives back in the day because of social, like there was no social media. So you didn't have, you didn't know that like the grass is greener on the other side kind of thing. I don't think that was the exact wording of it. I'm kind of just, my memory is gone. Mm -hmm. Um. but it's like right now we're so obsessed with comparing our lives to others and it's like you go on Facebook and you post that picture to get likes because you need that like I guess gratification. Yeah, it's instant gratification. And I, I don't want that anymore. Like I just don't want it. <laughs> but then it's like I have this and it's like if I don't – like I feel like I'm letting our listeners down with our like social media if I don't have it. So I'm just like – and then uh, I just – I'm so torn. And it's not like I use it all the time, but I do use it more times than not.
1: Yeah, I use it more now that I'm at – I've always used it pretty heavily because of um, whatever extra things I'm doing like this and the band. Um, Yeah. But I – rely on it more now that I am a stay-at-home parent because
0: yes because that's a whole nother hardship
1: yeah and I've realized that sometimes I'm just like refreshing refreshing like nothing's changing I just like I just want to not be alone with my thoughts
0: (laughs) no I totally get it because I'm the same way and but it's then it's like Like, for a while, I deleted my Snapchat, and it was great. And then, like, I had people like, oh, why'd you delete it? And I'm just like, well, I deleted it for lots of reasons. I just don't want it anymore. But then, like, my one friend's family, that's how they communicate. So it was like I was missing out on all that stuff, so I got it back just for them. And I really – I don't have the notifications on, so I only check Snapchat, like, two times a day. But it's still, like – I still follow people on Snapchat that I don't want to follow, and I'm like, Ugh. and now it's like if I delete them, and it's like if you don't add someone, they get offended, and I'm like, the reason I'm not adding you is I don't want to add you. Like, I don't want to be friends with you. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Oh yeah, I um, I don't add a lot of people on Facebook, like people we went to high school with, and every like, if we weren't friends, really, then yeah, I don't accept it. Because I don't have any reason to talk to you. Some people I will if I have a reason. But I mean a lot of – I have like 100 friend requests sitting there that I'm like I don't want to be a bitch and just hit deny, but I'm just not going to accept it.
0: (laughs) Oh, I hit deny. (laughs) But I'm just like I just don't want it anymore. Every time I see one of those posts on Facebook, I'm like damn, that's true. And then I get in this funk of, like, not wanting it. And then I still keep it. And then yeah. I'll go through, like, periods where I, like, delete the app and I only allow myself to get on, like, at nighttime. But then it's like I'm I'm on it for so long at nighttime because I've gone the whole day without it. You know what I mean? So it's like you can't even do it that way.
1: Yeah. I don't know the answer for that. It's definitely a newer thing i don't know maybe in a few years we'll have more information (laughs) on it um but yeah i don't is there any other uh ways that the sort of like stress interacts with your parenting abilities
0: i don't think so yeah
1: um i think me either moms find a way to always make it happen always make it work
0: yeah. And that's why, like, I always, and, like, I see you do it a lot, too. Like, I always post those things on our page about, like, um kids don't really remember. Like, even though you feel like a shitty mom because you're on your phone all day or whatever, like, kids don't remember that. Like, the kids I used to babysit fit for, like, I, it was four kids and they just didn't listen on certain, on some days. So there was some days I remember I would snap and there was one day where I was like crying and they were all just looking at me like I had 10 heads. And I'm like, you guys don't listen. Like you need to listen. It's not fair to me. Like you need to do this. And they were all like looking at me because I was legit crying. And like, I would like yell at them. And then when they, like, I would feel bad for yelling at them. So, like, at the end of the day, I'd be, like, are you still friends with me? And they're, like, of course, Ms. Lindsay, you're the best. And I'm just, like, <laughs> you don't even remember me yelling at you. This is fantastic because I'm literally still eating myself up inside that I yelled at you two hours ago. And it's, like, they completely had forgotten about that. All they remembered was us, like, the fun things we did, like going out to the mall and, like, coloring. Like, they didn't even remember that I yelled at them for whatever it was I yelled at them for.
1: Yeah, I mean, if you're one of those parents that's, like, habitually only paying attention to other things, your kid will notice, and it will affect them. But, I mean, the things that happen from time to time, you know, kids don't remember. And then, you know... You also it's okay to not give your kid one hundred percent of your attention all day long yeah <laughs> they don't it's not that.
0: possible yeah. it's not possible right
1: um all right, so the next sort of like branch of the conversation that um I wanted to talk about is brain drain <laughs> um so I'll just explain a little bit about what I mean by that. Um so if you guys um have ever heard of it's how do I explain there's like those robot those like bot messengers on on Facebook Messenger. Do you know what I'm talking about?
0: No. Um
1: yeah, there's a bunch of them, but uh one of them is called Shine. So um I get like a message from them I think every morning. And they have like a cute little motivational thing and then there'll be like a graphic and then I, you can hit, hit something like learn more and they'll give me a more in-depth, you know, memo. And then if I want to read on it, they'll send me like a like an article that they've written on their website. Um, so I like them. They're pretty neat. And uh, they um, they just sent me the other day an article about this and uh, that's actually what made me think that I wanted to talk about this on the podcast. Um, so um, it's something called decision fatigue. So, uh, what they said is the average amount of remotely conscious decisions an adult makes each day is about 35,000. So from the time that your alarm goes off or the baby cries or, you know, whatever, you, the, first, the first thing that happens in the morning that asks your brain, am I going to get out of bed? That's your first decision. By the end of the day, you've made about 35,000 of those. That's a lot of decisions. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, that, the concept of decision fatigue is that the more decisions you make, the poorer your choices are. And I just thought this was so fascinating. It really clicked with me that, like, this is why some people are impulse shoppers. Like, they'll spend more money than they have at the end of, when they're stressed out. At the end of the day, you've, you've made tons of decisions at work or with your kids. You get out. Now you have to decide if you're going to buy something. Your decision-making skills are horrible now. And so you buy it when you really maybe shouldn't have. Um, that's why people yell at their kid, yell at their spouse, because their ability to make decisions – suffers so much because they've done it so much so beginning of the day you're you're doing pretty good end of the day you're just worn out uh your brain is drained <laughs> so to speak um yeah so uh do you want to tell me about your experience do you, does that sound like something you go through or something that you can relate to
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I like when I, like if I have like a bad day at work, you know what I mean? Like, I guess a lot of decisions. (laughs) When I get home, I'm just like, just angry. Literally, I have a short fuse and everything just ticks me off. Like everything. And I know I go off a lot on like, I take it out on Drew and I take it out on Tim. And it's not fair. And, but I don't know how to change it because, like, my work just sucks. (laughs) Hopefully, no one's listening. Um, (laughs) I mean, like, so now I'm part time receptionist and part time in IT. And it's like they both have equally draining things. So it's like when I'm at the front desk, I'm dealing with constant calls from our clients. And they're not the easiest people to speak with. So that's draining. And then it's when I go down to IT, I'm very technologically advanced. And a lot of the people I work with are nowhere near technologically advanced. So, like, trying to explain something to someone, like it's just draining and it's frustrating. And then there's some people that I just don't even like at work anymore because I've had to deal with them in it situations. And I'm just like, you are terrible. <laughs> like, I get it. You're not technologically advanced, but I don't know how else to dumb this down. Like I've literally dumbed it down. Like I, I'm sorry. <laughs> like I, <walk laughs> my, um, my boss's office all the time. And I'm just like, sometimes I'm like can you can you call them? Can you do this because i I literally i can't I can't do it anymore, or it's like I'll have him deal with someone who I've dealt with like four times now. I'm like you need to go to you need to go to him because I just can't do it
1: so that right there is an actually a good example of a decision that you made that helped you. You've made the decision to pass that off on the fourth time, yeah, so um this was like mind-blowing to me when I read this uh because I never thought about all the stress I carry as 35,000 decisions I always thought about it as things that are happening to me yeah um but after I read that I'm not even joking within one day so much changed for me uh because I just realized I, I paid more attention to what is the decision uh and when they said um Whether you're going to hit the snooze button, that's your first decision of the day. I never even thought about that, but that is your first decision of the day. A lot of the time in the morning, um, I'm really tired. I don't feel well. Oliver cries, and I am trying to make the decision. I'm trying to remember, was it me who got up first yesterday, or was it Seth? Whose turn is it? Should I get up? Should I wait? Should I hit? Should I, you know, tap on Seth's shoulder and ask him to do it? Um, So... Then that makes me super, super grumpy. And it stresses me out more because Oliver cries longer if I don't get right up. So that's one thing. Um, At night, I will remind myself all right, it is my turn to get up tomorrow. As soon as Oliver cries, I'm going to get up. I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. I'm going to be in a good mood. Um, And I'm just going to get him. Or, all right, it's Seth's turn. I've been doing this all week long. Um, you know, I would like a break. So tomorrow when Oliver cries, Seth doesn't get up, I'm going to ask him to go get him, you know, and now how Seth reacts to that might stress me out and upset me. I can't control that. Um, but I can also make the decision in advance how I'll respond back to that. If I'll bottle it up or if I'll say, Hey Seth, I got him yesterday and the day before. So making those decisions actually before the time comes to make them is super helpful, um, especially when it's something like that. That can be stressful and upsetting. Um, Another really big one is these, like, stupid micro decisions, like what you're going to eat for your meals. I've started planning um, what I'm going to eat, and oftentimes what Oliver's going to eat. Seth is not usually home for almost any meals, maybe one meal a day. So uh, he doesn't always factor in. Sometimes he does. But um, I've started planning meals the night before, and I don't prep things. I don't, you know, do all that. Um, you know, I'm not saying you need to sit there and make a bunch of freezer crockpot meals. But I just – Oh, but if
0: you do that, oh, I love that.
1: <laughs> yeah. If you, if you can get that step, it's great. And um, I have started making overnight oats, so that means my breakfast is made. Um, so that helps. But just taking two minutes in the evening, um, I'm not hungry, I just ate dinner, so I don't have that messing me up, I'm not like in the mood to eat anything, And I'm just going to say to myself like, right, here's what I'm going to eat tomorrow for my three meals, and I plan that out, and it helps me because a lot of the time I realized I was getting stressed out at lunchtime because Oliver wants me, my attention at that time. And I have to plan lunch and dinner because we are just, quite frankly, super broke. So what we have in the house, I have to be really smart about it if I'm going to make it last two meals in the in a day. And otherwise, yeah. I'm going to end up eating two peanut butter and jellies or, you know, something, <laughs> something like that. Like if yeah. I want to be able to make it work, I have to plan. So in, then lunch gets stressful and then it's this whole thing. So um, that really helped me. Just in the evening, I plan out, all right, here's what I'm going to eat for my meals tomorrow. Um, and then as far as the day goes, I haven't quite made like a full um, routine or set full plans. I might know that I want to go to the store if it works out. And usually I know that the best time of day to go. But I don't like micro plan my whole day and I don't think that's necessary but I've just been paying attention to what decisions can I make in advance uh what decisions are the most stressful, and you know how can I go ahead and prepare for that and then having some sort of a routine as well, like um i I realized I was like fighting getting up, and that was just making the morning drag, so instead of doing that, just made the decision to get up in the morning, not try and get Oliver to force him to lay down with me or, you know, it's just it's just making it worse. Just get up, um, you know, have a cup of tea or whatever and start the morning. You know, it goes how it goes. If I get laundry done, I get laundry done, whatever. I'm not going to micro plan that. But that, you know, goes how it goes. And then the afternoon, you know, I usually try to take a walk once Oliver gets up. If the weather's good, you know and if we're feeling up to it. So um, I think having some sort of a routine helps and also being flexible with it. Like don't stress out if you're not fitting into your routine, you know, be able to let go, make the decision in advance that if my routine doesn't work out, that's okay too.
0: I like that. That's something that I need to start doing is waking up earlier, not hitting the snooze. That I know that would I know that would make my morning better. Yeah, definitely. Um, I love mean, your mornings better. You're just setting a good start for your day. <laughs> yeah,
1: I I think now that I've gotten a little better about making the quote unquote decision to get out of bed in the morning, that um, the next step for me in that would be setting an alarm getting up before Oliver so that I could have some time to myself so that I could do some yoga. I used to do yoga in the mornings because Oliver used to go back to sleep when he was much younger, you know. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Now he wants to get up and play. So the next step for me would be making the decision to get up a little earlier, do the yoga, you know, make the coffee, whatever it might be, you know, to really like have a little bit of time set aside for myself, Um, but I think it's a process, you know, you start out, start out cutting down the easiest decisions that you can. Like for me, meal planning, that was a super easy decision to go ahead and just, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to plan my meals at night, you know?
0: Yeah. I do that on Sundays. For your whole week or? I usually, uh, try to meal prep a lunch for Drew and I for the week so that it's just ready. Um. And then I try to have the meals for like dinner on planned because when I go the way I go grocery shopping is I do it by meal, so I have like a list of meals that I want to make, and then I break down what I require for those meals. So like I save all of my grocery lists because they have the meals on them, so that I know what meals I have. Once we eat it, I cross it off, so then I don't think I still have that meal. Um, but yeah, I try to plan for the week what we're going to have based off my meal list um sometimes that doesn't work just because the meal that i have planned takes a while and i had a bad day at work and i just don't want to spend the next hour cooking dinner or sometimes i'm just really hungry so chick-fil-a on the way home sounds like a great plan um so life happens, but yeah, I do try to plan them out on Sundays, what we're having for the week, both lunch and dinner.
1: That's a good idea. Do you also, like, um, pick your outfits out at night or clothes out at night?
0: Um, no, and the reason I don't do that is cause I literally have, like, five outfits for the week <laughs> for work, so they're just hanging in my closet. Pants are on the bottom. Shirts are on the top, so... I just grab whatever is clean and ready. So that's not a hard decision. Yeah. Yeah. It helps not having a lot of
1: work outfits. (laughs) I have so much clothes.
0: Oh, I have a big closet full of clothes, but I literally wear the same five things. And then on the weekends I wear like what I'm wearing right now, sweatpants and a (laughs) (laughs) t-shirt.
1: Well, um, Are there any other decisions you can think of that off the top of your head are easy to make in advance or that stress you out actually during the day?
0: Things that feel like stress that are actually a decision? you could. I guess if I have like – so example, my son was sick on Wednesday, so I called out of work on Wednesday. But I had like a day full of stuff to do Wednesday. So when I came in on Thursday, I was super stressed because my Thursdays are already stressful – And then I had to redo, I had to make up all the stuff that I missed on Wednesday. So it was just prioritizing what I was going to do first and when it was going to do or how long it was going to take. I recently got a new printer at work. So I was giving this new printer a try and I discovered that I absolutely hate it because it's just so slow. Mm -hmm. So I thought this new printer was going to be easier for me because I didn't have to go to the copy room to make all these copies. But the fact that it's so slow, it took me longer and I could have just went to the coffee room and did it in five minutes instead of it taking me 15 minutes because it was like those 15 minutes, those 10 extra minutes I could have been doing on one of the other projects that I needed to have done. I think from now on, decision is going to be go to the coffee room and still do that because I just, that stressed me out.
1: Yeah, I think stress anything that causes stress is a really good place to start on you know making your decisions in advance and then another one i think for me would be like anything that makes me emotional cuz i'm extremely sensitive um so i was thinking about like um i'm probably going to try and uh get a part-time very part-time Job as a barista again soon, um, just because we really need the money. Um, and the thing that has made me the most nervous, well, firstly, is my house suffering. Cause, you know, like my house ha- we already talked about. I carry the mental load. Seth might be home, but he's not gonna even notice all the stuff that needs to be done. Um, yeah. but that and then the the other big thing is I'm just nervous that people are gonna be mean and in the past that has made me cry at work um and so I think that this this has really made me feel better about it like this is something that I could use to control that a little bit um I can make the decision now what I'm going to hold Seth accountable to and how I'm gonna execute it so that every single day I don't have to make the decision whether to say something to him, make the decision whether to snap off, or make the decision, you know, whether to pick up his slack. I make that decision one time now and stick with it then, you know, and that's how I handle things. And then also making the decision if a customer stresses me out, this is what I'm gonna do. This is gonna be my response. Or, this is, you know, how I'm going to handle it. And, um, mm-hmm. like, that's the future. It hasn't happened yet, so I can't speak to whether that's really going to work. But it makes me feel better, so I just was really excited to share um, these thoughts with everyone. I hope it could help someone. Well, guess what we have today instead of tweets, guys? Oh, I don't know. An email. <laughs> Yay! So I'm excited. Our first our first email. Um, all right. It says, hi, I've been enjoying listening to your podcast. I was wondering so far what has been your happiest mom moment, like your most serious joy-filled moment as a mom. Swearingly, yours, Jane, not the virgin.
0: Oh, my God. Love. <laughs> <laughs> hey,
1: I'm not a virgin either.
0: Oh, you're not? Mm-mm. I could have swore Oliver was like, you know,
1: a miracle baby. Jane the Virgin is a great show, though. Can we just?
0: I've never seen it.
1: Oh my god, watch it! It's so good.
0: I might have to because right now I'm out of shows. I just binged all the shows that I wanted to watch. And now I have nothing.
1: Okay, we'll watch Jane the Virgin. Anyways, okay. what's your
0: what's your answer to this email? Um... You go first. I have to think of a good one.
1: All right. I don't know that I have had like one specific moment but the I think the most joy that I've felt as a mom has come from um, watching him either when he communicates with me or when he um, does something new that makes me proud. So the communicating obviously he doesn't like talk yet he has copied words I've said it's really weird (laughs) but he doesn't like talk talk um but like he the first time that you know he smiled at me the first time that he started laughing even now every time he laughs it's like the most joy that I can feel anytime any kid laughs it's the best sound in the world it really is um but you know his his particular laugh it's just my favorite and um and then I loved that but then he also started waving (laughs) and I love it because I I sometimes I'll say hi but other times I'll just walk in the room he'll look over at me and wave and um yeah it just makes me feel really really happy and then the other you know the thing about just when I'm feeling proud of him just when he's like learned something new and exciting like the other day um so a lot of the time he will um not focus. He doesn't focus when I nurse. So a lot of the time I will play a game with him where I'll take his hand and I'll touch my nose and then I'll touch his nose and I'll say nose, nose. And then I'll do it with my hand, nose, nose. And it makes him smile. So we do it all the time with like our, our whole heads. We do every body part pretty much. And then one day he came up to me and he like was grabbing at my mouth and I said, "Yeah, that's my mouth. Where's your mouth?" And then he just pointed to his mouth. I was so amazed and so proud. I was like, no way that he knew what he was doing. And then I asked him again, this time I got the camera out and I asked him again I said, where's your mouth? And he pointed to his mouth and um, I was just so proud. And I just, that's, that's another, you know, moment of joy where, you know, I just, I'm so proud of him learning to do things on his own, you know?
0: Yeah. Not to piggyback favorite. off of you, but exactly like you said, like just seeing them learn new things and surprising you with new things that they've picked up. Like Tim is now talking. So it's like to see him just randomly start talking and saying things that you would not think he knows how to say and then using it correctly. You're just like, wait, what a second. Say that again. Um Aww. Yeah, and then also just, like, we went to his three-year-old appointment a couple weeks ago. And just to have, like, someone confirm to you that, like, you're doing a good job and that he's, like, doing great is just fantastic. Like, that's a good joy as well because – He raises questions (laughs) (laughs) Um, or just like um, he's really active right now. So like um, the other day, like this just made me laugh. Like the other day I was uh, taking a bath and like I like ran upstairs and like hid from him and I didn't lock the bathroom door. He was downstairs with Drew and I was in the bath for a while, and, like, as I was, like, getting ready to get out, all of a sudden I hear the door open, and he just opens the door and gives me this, like, evil smirk. And he's like, I found you. <laughs> I, was <just> like, <laughs> I was like, have you been looking for me? And he just goes, mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, well, you found me. And then he came over, and I had a bath bomb. So he's like, why is, the pur- why is the water purple? And I was just so, like, interested. And I was just like, because it's purple. but (laughs) just him being him really is just joyful for me
1: yeah definitely it's so it's hard to explain if you it's like until you have a child you just really can't put it into words you know you really can't understand it until it, it happens but you're it's like that's your whole little world right there and they just did something even if it was like
0: even if something so little
1: yeah like you know standing standing up like I can stand up I stand up all day but the first time he did it it was like amazing and exciting and I don't know it's like for me too I I don't even care if he's ahead of the curve or what behind the curve it's like it's not like that it's just the fact that he did it you know it doesn't even matter yep I love this. I love talking about this. <laughs>
0: but anyway. Yeah.
1: Well, do you have and just end with that? He is awake from his nap. <laughs> oh, a well, great time to end. Such, such a joyous moment when I hear my son just let out a scream out of the dead yes. silence.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yep, that's always a good time. Well, I loved this episode. I hope you did too. <laughs> It was a good one. It was it was a heavy one, but it was a good one.
1: Yes, ended on a great note. It did. And All right. If anyone else wants to send us emails, it's swearingmamas at gmail You can leave us a voice message on Anchor. You can tweet us. You can Facebook us. Um, I think that's about it. <laughs>
0: gonna- yep. For now. Gonna- All right. Have a good week bye guys bye it is like a flip switches I have so much clothes